Hello, everybody. This is Kendall. Uh, I'm a, a dad of four in the great state of Alaska. Um, I wanted to start this podcast thing. So welcome to the very first episode of 21st Century Dad. I am a father of four boys. My wife and I have four boys between the both of us. Um, this podcast is going to evolve over time, but the, the beginning process of this podcast is to address how crazy it is that I have four boys, how I love them dearly, each one individually, so much, and I relate so much to each one of them individually. The downside comes when they are all together <laughs> and they... uh you know, it's like a competition. You know, I'm a competitive guy myself. Uh, you know, I grew up, I, I was a track star, football player, um, sports, competitive, played all different kinds of things. And, and even to today, I'm, I'm very competitive in my work life uh, and in my home life and with the boys because <laughs> they are competitive too. Uh, when you get a bunch of boys together and there's five of us, uh, competition is a must. It's It's a must. And... I don't, when I was growing up, my dad would beat me at everything and he would let me know he's going to beat me at everything and would never even give me uh, any breathing room on uh, a competition. He would destroy me in board games. He'd beat me at video games. He would outdo me physically if we did something sports related until I, you know, grew up and I was, I was better than him. (laughs) But it, it's interesting what happens when you gather all four boys together and the difference, the different sides of kids that come out, the different personalities that you see that you don't see when it's just one-on-one. So when I have my, my one-on-one time with the kids, it's great. It's perfect. We can talk. We can laugh. We can compete. Uh, we, I let them win every once in a while, not like my dad did. And, uh, it's awesome. It's great. It's a good time for everybody. Um, the minute one of the other kids walks in the room, boom, it's attention time. They got to one-up the kid that's there. Uh, he'll say, one kid will say, I got five Legos. The other kids will, I got seven Legos. And I can make this because I have more Legos than you. Um, Dad, look at me, look at me. The attention-seeking builds, too. That's another thing I found out with competition is it's not just a competition for whatever they're, they're doing, playing sports, uh, you know, building a Lego. It's, it's attention. It's competition for my attention, which blows my mind. It blows my mind. I will have a kid sitting on my lap, and then I'll have another kid come to the room see this happening, come over to me and start crawling all over me, getting on my back, on my shoulders, shoulders. And I'm like, whoa, he doesn't do this when we're one-on-one. So it's, uh, it's kind of alarming that he's doing it now. And it's very frustrating because you try and balance it all. And my wife, bless her heart, she, you know, men and women work differently. And she's competitive too, but she's, she's, uh, that's hard to explain what she is. Maybe one, one other podcast, I'll do that. So, she, but she sees this and she's like, is it always about you? Is it as a guy? Are all guys that wired that way? Is it all about you and winning? And I said, uh, yeah, it is. And, and I, <laughs> I don't want that to be 
a bad thing. I, I want my kids to win. I want them to be competitive. I, I want them to feel like they should take it up a next level. I, I guess the thing that really bothers me and is the most frustrating thing about being a dad of four boys is, is the, eh, the cockiness, you know? I, I, was, <laughs> I was raised to be humble. Um, and that's the one thing I'm really struggling to teach the boys is how to be humble uh, during like sporting events and competitions and in everyday life. Um, how to say uh, be good sportsmanship, sportsmanship, be saying good game, good job. Uh, oh man, I'll I'll do better next time. It's always like <laughs> I won. Oh, I beat you so bad. I'm the best. Oh man. And even when there's no competition, but they're talking about it, they're like oh, I'm way better than you at that. I could do this that. And then the other kid will go like, no, well, I could do this and I could do that better. And so it just keeps going on and on. Um, I, I could give a thousand examples. But it's just unbelievable how competitive these four boys are at the young age. I mean, I, there's two four-year-olds. There's a six-year-old. Oh, no, sorry, two five-year-olds. We had a birthday the other day. Two five-year-olds are twin boys. Uh, then we have the six-year-old and then we have a 12-year-old. And they're all different. They all have different personalities. They all have... Uh, different things they like, dislike, uh, but that competitiveness, competitiveness is within them all. And I feel like I'm failing them sometimes by n- not pushing the humble thing more. Uh, I try, but it, man, each one of them is different. So it's hard to apply the same principle to all their personalities. But end of the day, I love them. I love them. I just wish they weren't so competitive. And I got in an argument with my wife the other day about this. And, you know, I, I didn't realize I was doing it. I didn't realize I was part of the problem with the competitiveness. I was pushing it. I, I, let's go to the video games. Uh, I like playing video games with the kids, but they're really cocky and competitive. And if they say, oh, I'm going to get you, or they do get you in a video game or beat you, I turn it up to my competitive level and then I crush them and I don't let them win at all. And I just, I just dominate. Um, well, that in turn get them upset and then they cry or whatever. <laughs> and they get down on themselves and I'm like, well, no, you got to get better. You got to keep practicing. You got to do better. Like my 12-year-old now, he, he's in the basketball. And I, I played basketball before um, growing up. And I like, I still like going to the courts and playing 21 or, you know, just playing three on three. Um, and he, <laughs> he's getting better <laughs> and he's starting to make shots that I cannot make. And he's beating me at simple games. He's smaller than me. I can dominate him physically. It's not a problem. But when it comes to shooting and just playing a game like horse, he's starting to win and I'm getting competitive and it's bringing me down. So I'm out there late at night just shooting hoops, trying to get my shot better. And he's just naturally just getting better because he's just playing basketball more. Um, it's, it's the first turning point for competition with me and the kids is my 12-year-old beating me at basketball. And video games, jump over to video games. He is pretty good at video games. Um, I, I still think I'm better. <laughs> Even though he outperforms me every once in a while, um, you know, he's just got faster reflexes. I'm going on 37 this year, and, uh, you know, my reflexes aren't as good as they used to be. Um, well, then again, 
when I was growing up, we video games just started becoming a thing. And uh, I would play lots of hours of video games. It wasn't, there's no studies out there to say video games are bad. Um, they are, in my opinion, really good for you. Uh, you know, makes your brain think about things, problem solving, hand, eye-hand coordination, reflexes. Um, but growing up, I had many hours and I could just dedicate. And I think that's why I got good. Now that I'm a dad, I'm, I'm married, and I have four boys... I don't get to play the video games like I used to play the video games. And if I do play the video games, we try to limit game time for our kids. We try so hard. It's very hard to do, especially when everybody in the world has a smartphone at their disposal at any time of the day. Um, that we sleep with our devices, for goodness sakes. What's, you know, that's, a, that's another podcast we'll go into is technology. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a computer repair guy uh, you know, I, I fix computers and stuff, and and so technology is in my face every day, all day too, and I kind of fix things to <laughs> to what's the word I'm looking for to kind of feed into the technology craze. You know, I I help repair technology and make sure it works for our addiction society that we live in, um, tech addictions society. Anyways, so. It's tough to limit them, but I don't get as much time because if we do game time, it's, you know, I'm, it's an hour and we all play video games together. That's the big thing. We family, it's a family thing. So we bond, but there's a lot of competitiveness in there. And, uh, you know, with me not being able to play as much because I'm limited, my skills have fallen from my brain. I don't know how to do things as fast anymore. And here I got this 12-year-old hot shot, like, oh, Dad, look at this. Uh, anyways, so back to uh, having four boys and, and the differences between them. Um, you know, I got one of the twins. He, uh, he's kind of a quieter guy, you know, quiet, competitive, but quiet. Um, and then I got another twin, and he's super competitive, Look at me, I'm the best. I do dad. Look at oh, dad, I'm better than you. I'm faster than you. I got the six year old who is uh, he's <laughs> he's competitive, but he's a whiner too. <laughs> he whines a lot. So if he doesn't win, it's the end of the world, or if he doesn't get his way, it's the end of the world type thing. And uh, he's I'm, the six year old night. It's it's tough because you're seeing the change in him for the past, I mean, however many years. The real changes, attitude changes, uh, knowledge changes, education changes. He's learning. He's growing exponentially. And he's just a kid. And so much is thrown in his face, um, especially in this tech world, uh, news world, 24-hour news cycle I mean, me and the wife are talking about things that are going on during the day, and he's involved in every conversation because he has to be a part of every conversation. He can't not hear us. He only hears everything. So he's always butting into conversations when he shouldn't be. But that's just the cork of his. That, that's like all kids. They're like, what? Are you talking to me? It's all about me. And that goes back to the thing where my wife asked, is it always about you? And I said, yeah. We're, we're men. We're, we're men. We like to win. We like to be a part of everything. Uh, and of course, that's not true for everybody. But uh, I definitely find uh, myself 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's all about it's all about me. Look, I'm doing a bot a podcast. It's about me. Anyways, um, but back to back to my my uh, my kids. So then that's a six year old, competitive but kind of a whiny kid, and the twelve year old he is competitive. But the problem the problem that he the struggle that he has is that if he doesn't win at something, he has a tendency to move on from that something and i that's a struggle i've had with him i you know we did wrestling we did basketball and he's getting good at basketball but that's here at home that's not on a team or anything especially with covid happening we don't really have team sports and he just got into wrestling when covid hit and you know he's like yeah i'm gonna go out there and just dominate and you know he thought it was fun no it, it it was the other way around he got dominated and he got hurt you know his first match and it crushed me. Like seeing my 12 year old son sad and defeated. And you know, I, I was psyching him up for the match. I was like, come on, let's play some hardcore music, get pumped up. That's not him, by the way. Don't, if, you're, if you know your kid and <laughs> what motivates them, the hardcore rock, like back when I was young, it would motivate a lot of people. You just get you know, crazy and you want to compete and win. 12-year-old, no. It, it, was the other, it was the opposite. He's like, why, why are we listening to this? This is scary. <laughs> um, but after that wrestling meet, you know, his, so his issue was he yeah, he got defeated. And, he, and in defeat, I've always learned that that is when success can be started. Is when you lose, you then go back and find out why you lost. And work on those things to be successful and not have it happen again. I mean, that's just, I believe that's just human nature. So I thought. Um, and now I'm a dad. I'm learning, well, that's not the case. You know, he got crushed. He, his spirits were crushed. He, I wanted to motivate him so much. And I thought that he would just rise above a defeat I remember he's different. He's different. And and that's one thing I think as parents we forget is, is our kids are not us. They may be little versions of us, but they are they're not us. They're all different. Each kid's different. Different personalities, different emotions, different attributes for their life skills. Uh I have this argument with my wife all the time. It's it's uh <laughs> sounds like we argue all the time. We don't argue all the time. But I have, we have this conversation, treating kids differently. And uh, she thinks that, you know, each kid is, is, needs to be treated the same. Even though they're, they're different, they need to be treated like, you know, um, chores, punishment needs, I mean, talking to is, is the, needs to be the same across the board. And that way you, you, what you do is you have a, baseline for how you're parenting and i 100 percent agree but i also have the argument that they are different so the approach to each kid uh needs to be different um not each kid is going to respond the same way uh, you i mean geez I'm, at age two you're already seeing personalities and you don't want the kid to shut down you want to find a way to be able to communicate with them. And I think what gets lost between us is, is our intentions on what we mean when we say uh, treat them the same or treat them differently. Um, I agree with her. All that stuff needs to be done the same. I get that. But 
they're different people and you have to communicate differently with them. You can't have a a parachute. That's a bad word. Um, Just a, a base thing for everybody. So, excuse me there. We just, uh, just had an earthquake <laughs> first podcast and there was an earthquake during the podcast that's pretty uh credible incredible um i don't know if i mentioned oh yeah i mentioned i we're in alaska and earthquakes are a common occurrence you never know when it's going to happen how big it's going to be uh, and if you need to run out of the the house or the building uh, you know, and your clothes are naked. Um, speaking of earthquakes, we had a big earthquake about before COVID in 2018. And uh, I was driving at the time and man, it felt like the road just dropped. And we have our boys. And the boys were, one was at school. The other one had just gotten dropped off at a daycare, preschool. And the twins were at home in their cribs because they were, you know, they were younger. They were two or whatever. And it was early in the morning. It was 8 o'clock. And I'm driving. So earthquake happens. Uh, it's a, the biggest one I've ever felt. The road drops underneath me. And my wa- I get on the phone. I text my wife. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> and she gets on me like, why are you texting me? Why did you call me? Like I'm texting her a few minutes later. Uh, she goes back and gets the the five year old at the time. I think he was four, maybe even three, and uh, four. He had to have been four. He just turned four, and we got got her, got him. Uh, the other boy was in a little bit farther away. The twelve year old, he's ten at the time, and so she had to go in Anchorage over this bridge. And I was on the phone with her at the time. She's talking to me. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. This bridge is falling apart beneath us. Uh, they later shut that bridge down because it was falling apart. And it's like a 50 to 60 foot drop down this uh, valley thing. And she made it across screaming. And I'm like, well, I'm going to hear my wife die. <laughs> and she didn't die. She made it across. She got to town. She picked up the 10 year old at the time. And, um, they got stuck in traffic. The roads were shut down after that. So I didn't see her for like six hours after the earthquake happened when she finally made it home. I was a completely a different part of Alaska at the time, and I was able to turn around and get back home to check on everything, the, the dogs, uh, the house, make sure everything's good. The twins were over at my ex-wife's house um, and their cribs, and they had a rough time over there, if I remember correctly. So it's just, uh, it's crazy. These earthquakes happen anytime, and you you have to manage the damage, the the intensity of what could happen, and you have to mix it with your family and make sure everybody's okay, and there's just so much you got to do. Uh, being a dad of, of four and a partner to an amazing woman. Um, can't say enough good things about her. Anyways, I don't know. Oh, yeah, because the earthquake just happened. That's how we got sidetracked. Um, back to the parenting. Uh, yeah, so I, I think my conclusion on that is we we disagree on it, but we agree on it. 
in some fashion. Um, but being a parent of four boys has been it's been eye opening, and I'll tell you more as we go on throughout this podcast uh, the insane things I find myself arguing with my kids about, uh, the lessons that they're going to learn in life, the things I th- I think they should learn um, and the way they should be, and you know the trial and tribulations of being a father in this technological advanced society that we live in where they have been born and every day since they've been alive, there's been tech in their life. And uh, as opposed to when I grew up, we had a TV. That was our technology. There was a, a key. Uh, man, I'm dated now. I can't remember. A keyboard, a print, uh, type printer, typewriter. Jesus, typewriters. We had typewriters growing up. So that was our that was our typing, our writing. Um, and now it's so crazy that today they don't even teach cursive handwriting in classes. They don't do that. They there's. <laughs> There's so many different things going on with our kids these days from when I was a kid. And so I look back at my parents. I'm like, well, my parents probably had a different life from when then I had a life. But not like this. This is this is a, a ever fast, ever-changing world that we live in. And we're on a roller coaster with our kids. And being a father of four in the great state of Alaska is like nothing else. And we we try and mix technology with nature and being outside and trying to raise our kids like we were raised, but it's hard at the same time because there's so much new stuff out there that you really find yourself, uh, you know, lost in a maze. And and there's no way, no direction, no signs on how to to get through it. And so every day we might take a wrong turn, and I love it. <laughs> That's as frustrating as can be, especially with four competitive small humans. But it's it's worth it at the end of the day, you know. And uh, I can't wait to share my experiences with everybody, and and hopefully you all enjoy listening. I'll keep these pretty short. I used to do uh, Facebook videos for you know motivational stuff like that. Uh, the downside is with the the world, if you're going to listen to a podcast, you know what you're getting into. You're going to be listening to it for a little bit of a time, maybe on a drive. Uh, maybe you find the content entertaining or educational. Um, with the Instagrams, the Facebook videos, the Snapchats, the I remember Vine, the YouTubes, you want to keep that content short. And that was always a frustrating thing. I had so much to say in these motivational short clips I could talk for hours if I really wanted to, but I had to shrink them down into a one-minute thing so I didn't lose the attention of people listening. But with the podcast, uh, you know you know what you're getting into here. It's, it's going to be about 25 to 30 minutes each podcast. Um, I'm not going to sell you short or talk way too much. It's just enough to get insight on what I'm going, what's going on. <laughs> And uh, hopefully you find it entertaining. I know I do. Uh, Every day that I have a breath in my lungs, my kids and my wife keep me going. And I wouldn't change it. Um, Lots of cool stuff going on in my life. So hopefully uh, you find it good and uh, we'll just talk to you next time. Uh, I don't know when the next one will be. I will 
try and get on a schedule once I figure out this whole podcast world. Um, but thanks for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this is Kendall signing out.